if you are located outside of the European Union, the United Kingdom and or Switzerland, then you need an authorized representative. So I have a good news, you have found it with Easy Medical Device. And if you are also in need of an importer in Europe and in Switzerland, then contact us definitely at info at easymedicaldevice.com. I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com and I'm sure we can help you. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we'll do the December update. So first I want to thank our sponsor Medboard. So who is Medboard? Medboard the regulatory research and intelligence platform is focused on solving the problem with increasing news and data and new requirements as regulatory intelligence, post-market surveillance, clinical literature review and many more. We are making trusted MedTech information and data more accessible, creating the largest information portal search and the best tools for review, intelligence and portfolio management. We are already changing people's lives like you by reducing tedious manual and repetitive work or saving much time. Contact us at medboard.com to learn more about us and do a free trial. So, first, in, Europe, in the European Union, we had in November 30th the EPSCO meeting, which is a meeting where all the uh, big regulators, commissions are meeting and discussing uh, related to the situation in Europe for, uh, for the, 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 the different legislations. And here we have uh, had a letter or documents talking about uh, some competent authorities that were warning the EPSCO, uh, the, the members of the EPSCO meeting, mainly about the potential uh, possibility of shortage of medical devices. So we hear that a lot of time, shortage of medical device. Since we had the beginning of the MDR, uh, we talk about shortage. Uh, so here they are really warning about MDR and IVDR, so also in vitro diagnostic products that can be short. Uh, after due, due to the requirements of the MDR, maybe timelines, maybe all those requirements, uh, manufacturers that will not renew some devices, so those devices will not be on the market anymore, etc., etc. So uh, there was this um, alarm uh, warning that was provided, but also the warning on the fact that the system is not ready. When we talk about system, is all the infrastructure, all the system that are needed to make the UMDR and IVDR running is not ready. And they take the example of the UDAMED database, again, that was postponed and postponed and postponed, and mainly this is one of the arguments. When we read the, the document, it's not really providing high recommendation or whatever, it's just a warning of the situation. So don't hesitate to go on the show notes to uh, check, uh, check that. And at the same moment, there is a survey that was also issued to ask manufacturers uh, or uh, economic operators, authorized representatives, uh, if there is a risk of shortage, for example, <coughs> and 
There is a document that is explaining uh, the purpose of this survey and there is also a link with all the questions that are asked also. So it can be a good uh, point for you if you are um, providing your feedback to the EU Commission. Tell them mainly what you think, what you know. Will you renew some of your products or will there be some shortage for your for some of your products, etc. etc. So this can be also a good information because the EU Commission are making the laws but they are not on the field. So mainly the ideas for you that are on the field to tell them what's the situation on the field. So you'll see those questions will be uh, visible. So then what um, you have to do is just to go and answer those questions and provide your feedback to uh, the EU Commission. So don't hesitate to go on the show notes. There will be the links for the EBSCO meeting uh, documents, plus also uh, all the questions from the, from, for the survey. Next, we talk about falsification of medical devices. So what's that? So there was apparently a survey for falsification of medical devices. And here are the results uh, from the EDQM, uh, where it, they are mainly telling you uh, what, the, what you answered, what people answered about falsification of medical devices. So, I will just read you a few of the questions that were on this uh, report. So um, the questions were like, in your opinion, is the, is the regulation in place sufficient to address problems originating from falsification or other fraudulent handling of medical devices? So um, mainly, is the regulation preventing uh, from uh, from this, from falsification uh, or fraudulent medical devices. I mean, if you are someone that wants to make a falsification of medical device, it's not the regulation that will prevent you to do that. But mainly, I think that with the UMDR, with all the transparency, with the UDI, with the UDAMED, with all those things, this can help you to identify when the product is is um, is more is fraudulent or falsified. Other questions is, uh, to the best of your knowledge, has your authority investigated any cases of falsified medical devices in the last three years or appropriate number of suspected falsified medical devices observed by your authority in the last two years? Or do you experience difficulties in identifying whether a medical device is suspected is a suspected falsif falsification? So mainly, yeah, you can get all those, um, if you want to understand more about falsification of medical devices, you can get all those answers uh, in the report uh, that is issued by the EDQM. Next, we talk about the update of the MDCG 2022-11, which is the MDCG on it's a position paper. It's not a guidance, a position paper. And it's a notice to manufacturers and notified bodies to ensure timely compliance with MDR and IVDR requirements. So mainly this was something that was issued by the commission MDCG to one that you have to apply, you have to uh, provide all the information, I mean, mainly for the manufacturers. Uh, and then here there is a call inside there is an update. So there is a call to notified bodies to streamline the certification process. And mainly the call is what? Is to say, you should be more transparent. I say to notified bodies, you should be more transparent. You should provide some timelines. It should be predictable. It should be consistent. They also talk about fees at a certain point, just a small, <laughs> small sentence. So mainly, yes, also about fees because, yeah, at the beginning we say that it will cost that, but at the end it costs more because mainly there are some reviews, some revisions, some rounds of uh, questions, etc., which increase also the price uh, for that. So 
mainly when you are a big company maybe you can handle that but when you are a small and medium company which is already struggling yeah not having any predictability not knowing the budget i mean being told that it will cost that but it will increase of 20 or 30 percent more etc can be um, a project killer if i can say <laughs> so it can kill your company for 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 all this so it's why yeah i agree with this um this uh, element but it's an mdcg call to notified bodies it's not in the law there is no kind of uh, anything that they 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 are if i can say obliged to do or they will be sanctioned or whatever so mainly this is a call so i hope they will listen to that and it will be more clear for for everyone Okay, now Team NB, so Team Notified Bodies is um, providing some trainings on IVDR for technical documentation. They were already doing that before, now they do a new uh, session in February 1st, so still a few months before uh, to attend that, but you can register from now. They were also issuing a document because they had made previously some trainings on MDR for technical documentation, and they were issuing a document explaining about the context for this training, like it was created in collaboration with notified bodies. This is experts uh, that are uh, from notified bodies that are issuing, that are also um, making the trainings, uh, etc. And the results also of some survey on the training. So if you want to know more about that, you can go on the show notes. But if you are really interested, this training can help you a lot in case you are really struggling with your technical documentation because it's notified bodies who are training you on what notified bodies are looking for so many this is good that the one that is will review your technical file will tell you how you want to see your technical file so which can be a, a good good advice but anyway if you go to the uh, MDR or IVDR um, Annex 2 and 3, you will see exactly what are the chapters that are needed on the technical documentation. Now the question is what should be inside those chapters and this course will help you to understand more what, how you can answer those, those requirements. So don't hesitate to go to check the dates and to check uh, the, the documents. Okay, there was a the EU Commission has issued a, a, a law, if I can say, in terms of uh, the substance prohibition for medical devices. And one substance was the DEHP. It was considered as dangerous, so prohibited for medical devices from, I think, 2025. Uh, there was a lot of dates, so I think it was 2025. But now they extended that until 2030, 1st of July 2030. So it means what? It means that you can continue to uh, have those substances on the device until that date. But um, my advice is mainly to try to find already some kind of substitute to that. There is still um, an exemption um, mentioned there. Like if you really need to have that, you need to have a justification why and to get the approval from the authorities about, uh, about that. But mainly this is a substance that should be removed from your medical device. So if you didn't know, now you know, and there are no excuses. So then please try to find a substitute to that or maybe ask the people that are providing you uh, those kind of material, if it's a material or if it's a substance, if there is a substitute to that. Okay, now notified bodies. So how many notified bodies more? So we have two additional notified bodies for MDR. So the 41st notified body is UDEM in Turkey. Uh, so it's the second one in Turkey, so it's great. Uh, and the next one is Scarlet NB, uh, which is the 42nd notified body under MDR, not IVDR, MDR. So we have 42 notified bodies under uh, MDR now. So 
Um, yeah, it's always important to celebrate that there is more notified bodies. So mainly, uh, as we said, the idea is now that you are really trying to contact those notified bodies as soon as possible, to apply as soon as possible, uh, because they were, I mean, uh, a lot of uh, notified bodies were saying that there is a drop in the uh, applications, which is mainly, I suppose the reason is mainly that the extension of the timeline for the EU MDR, which is a fake extension, because as I've said to you, by next year, you need to have a, uh, a, a contract, an agreement with a notified body. You should sign an application with a notified body before uh, uh, before the September next year, and by May you have to do you have to have uh, a quality management system that is compliant with the UMDR and IVDR. So um, don't take the opportunity to say, oh, we have still now until 2030. No, you don't have until 2030. You should sign an agreement with Notified Body now. If you haven't done it, like uh, Francois Schlemmer from Team NB said uh, during our Team uh, team PRC uh, event, if you haven't done it uh, already uh, today, do it tomorrow. So mainly make an application immediately tomorrow. So don't wait. Do your application to our Notified Bodies. Otherwise, you will not be able to extend until 2030 or 20, uh, sorry, 2028 sorry I was saying 2030 but no 2028 or 2027 you cannot extend until those dates if you have not any agreement with the notified body next switzerland so switzerland is issuing a information document about vigilance submission of submission of vigilance so mainly it's following the MIR form, FSN, FSCA, etc. for Europe. But this is mainly a communication from uh, Swiss Medic about how you can apply for that and what is the email address, like materialvigilance at swissmedic.ch, uh, where you can then issue your MIR form. So don't hesitate to go to the show notes. And if you are um, having a quality management system, then you should have also some vigilance reporting uh, procedure. So then use this information to update your vigilance reporting procedure to include this information inside. If you are a manufacturer, but also if you are an authorized representative, uh, CH rep in, in Switzerland. So don't hesitate to update also your procedures and then include the information of how you can submit a vigilance reporting in Switzerland. So the, all the details are in the show notes, no excuses anymore. Okay, so Easy Medical Device is issuing a new session of the Green Belt Certification Program, so the training on EU MDR. So the session starts next week, December 11th. Uh, so you can still register now if you are listening to this video before December 11th. So what we'll do is that during one week, I will train. Uh, we have already, I think, 15, uh, 10 participants or 15 participants already registered. That will be um, trained on EU MDR. So, there will be a self-paced session every day where you will be looking at some material, doing some assignments, doing some quizzes. And there will be one hour and a half session every day where I will be sharing with you the information about a certain topic. So day one will be about a general overview of the UMDR like what is the UMDR, what are the timelines also of UMDR, about the significant changes, etc. All about Article 120 uh, for and 23 also for UMDR. Then we go on the next day about economic operators. So we'll talk about uh, Article 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, uh, 14, 15. Um, 
even 16, yeah, even 22. So we have a lot of articles that we'll talk about there um, with a lot of examples also. So the objective is to make you understand all this. Uh, we have th day three, we have uh, three steps to market. So how to start your project. Like uh, first step is, is my product a medical device? Second step is, uh, what is the classification of my product? And third step is mainly the conformity assessments. And then we'll talk also about notified bodies. Uh, day four, we'll talk about technical overview. It's a big chapter, this one, where we review the quality management system, technical documentation, post-marketing surveillance, post-marketing clinical follow-up, clinical evaluation, uh, what else? Yeah, a lot of things like that. Or any, anything that is technical, like technical file also, technical uh, GSPR, we'll review all those things. And the last day will be about Udamed and UDI. So I will help you to navigate through Udamed what is inside, etc., And we'll navigate also through UDI. I mean, we, I will ask you to create some UDI codes. I will show you how to create them. I will show you also how to identify a company that has a certain UDI code. Also to check if the UDI code is compliant or not. So I will we'll do that all, all during that time. And the last day, the, from, from the next day, you, you'll have then one week to do the exam, so the certification exam, so that you can uh, get your certificate. So any people that participate anyway gets an attestation of uh, participation, uh, mainly saying that you have participated to the training with all the curricula of this training, all the content and everything. And the people that will succeed uh, the the exam will get their certificate uh, of of uh, success of success mainly where it will be mentioned mainly that you have succeeded to the um, the green belt certification uh, test and exam. Okay, so if you want to then uh, join us, so don't hesitate to go on the show notes. There is the link. So uh, school.easymedicaldevice.com/course/gb27 27 because it's the 27th uh, session that we have done since. 2020, I think July 2020, we started this uh, this uh, certification program. So now it's been yeah, nearly more than two years now that we are doing that. So it's really uh, great. I mean, I, I like it. So, so um, yeah, don't hesitate to go to, show, to the show notes and then check uh, this training. So Easy Medical Device started a new uh, website, which is called MedTechConf. So MedTechConf was an initiative where we heard a lot of people and myself also saying, oh, I didn't know there was this um, event or that event, etc." So um, we created this website like a map where all the MedTech uh, events will be displayed. I mean, all. We are trying to put all the MedTech events there, but to be honest, there are so many that it's a bit difficult to keep track of all those. So the idea is mainly if you can help us to do that, we, are, we have placed also a form. If you have an event, that uh, will be in the next uh, few months or next year. Don't hesitate to go to the MedTechConf. There is a link where you can just click and there will be a Google form. For now, it's a Google form. We'll try to make it better later, but for now, it's a Google form where you can register your event and our team will be placing that on the map. So the idea is mainly when you are uh, interested about an event, you can go to the map and you see all the events in the map and you can then select the ones that you are really interested about. Only the events that are still live will be displayed, all the other ones will be removed. So it will be always uh, current. So don't hesitate to go to medtechconf.com, medtechconf.com, C-O-N-F, uh, so that you can uh, have uh, a view of all the events that are coming. And as I've said, the all I, mean, I say all in brackets because we are still working on getting all those events, uh, putting them there. But with your help, I'm sure we can succeed on that. So thank you very much. Okay, now let's look at other countries. So first country is USA. Uh, so um, 
USA FDA has made a letter announcing that they are withdrawing their participation as a member to the Global Harmonization Working Party, GHWP. So at first I said, oh, curious, why? Uh, some, some gossips, why, why they are doing that? So yeah, when you read the letter, mainly they are not agreeing with some regulation priorities or alignments that the GHWP uh, was doing. But after asking this question, it was, who is the GHWP? I never heard about this. I mean, we heard maybe about those anagrams, but who, what are they doing exactly? So then I checked and yeah, they are in a group of, uh, association, non-profit organization for harmonization of medical device uh, rules and laws and legislations, which I find, oh, really? I thought IMDRF was also trying to do that. I thought, I mean, there are a lot of organizations who are trying to do that. So mainly, um, yeah, they are withdrawing from it. Why exactly? What exactly are the priorities that they are not aligned to? I don't know, but if you have more information, you can just share that with us on our uh, LinkedIn page. So don't hesitate to go there and tell us more about maybe this, uh, this situation. <laughs> okay, again, for notified bodies, uh, we have now uh, a guidance or a law uh, from notified bodies saying that you have to notify them when there is a discontinuation of certain of your products. Uh, not certain, all your products. I mean, when you, you are discontinuing a, a line of products in the USA, you have to inform them. On the document, it says that six months ahead of the discontinuation, you have to inform them. Uh, so everybody that is really, um, I mean, there is a lot of uh, information there, who should do that, how to do that, when to do that, etc. But there is also the mention of if you don't do that, then you'll get a, a non-conformity or a, something from the notified body and you'll have to answer to that, etc., etc. So can be also a warning letter, so I don't know. But mainly the idea for you is that you have to inform the FDA if one of the products that is maybe on the list uh, on their database is discontinued completely. Uh, otherwise, it can be some trouble for your company uh, yeah, and you will receive, as I said, a non-conformity and you'll have to answer to it. So don't hesitate to go to this document. Don't hesitate also, as said, always I'm saying that, but if you are having a quality management system, don't hesitate to have a procedure inside the discontinuation or discontinuation procedure that is telling for the USA how to manage that but also maybe for other countries Europe or Australia or whoever have a procedure telling you you if there is a discontinuation here is the thing I have to do I have to archive all this archive all that but I have also to inform the authorities this authority and that authority etc etc uh, because mainly they can create some problem for your company uh, if you don't do that then we have a webinar um, which is in December 12th uh, from the USA also FDA. So it's on oncology drugs products used with certain in vitro diagnostic tests. When I read that, I said, oh, it looks like it talks about companion diagnostics. And yes, apparently when I, I looked at the document. So if you want to know more about how you have to handle your companion diagnostics in the USA uh, when they are used for um, some oncology uh, drug products. So then this is the webinar to look at. So December 12th is next week, uh, Tuesday next week. So don't hesitate to uh, go there and, and uh, listen and understand. I mean, this is more targeted for or pharma companies that are using those kind of things or medical device in vitro diagnostic companies that are uh, helping pharma companies with, uh, with their drugs. Uh, it's important also uh, because many of those products are working together. So you have to understand how you have to make an application maybe uh, or submission or approval for the both at the same at the same moment also so don't hesitate to go to this webinar
Okay, Canada, every year will be sending you an annual review of your MDEL, so Medical Device Establishment Licenses. So mainly this is the registration of your medical devices in the Canada. So every year you receive a package uh, called the MDEL package, which mainly you will have to fill and send back to the uh, Canadian Authority, Health Canada, where you will be mainly mentioning about the situation for your device. Plus you will have also to pay some fees. So every year you'll have to pay the fee for that. So they will send it now in December from what they are saying and you'll have to answer by April, April 1st. So then uh, if you are registered in Canada and you have not received that, then maybe just contact them again because yeah, it can be a deal breaker if I can say for Canada. So just contact them again to say, oh, I haven't trusted my package uh, so that you can fill all those information there. But yeah, this is an annual uh, thing that uh, they will be doing every year. So every year you will receive this kind of information if you were not aware. Okay, Saudi Arabia um, has issued a new webinar, which is clinical trials of medical devices requirements. So, which will be also next week in December 12th, um, where you can, can learn more about how Saudi Arabia is looking for clinical uh, trials uh, in uh, all the data for uh, the submission of your medical devices. So, don't hesitate to go. Don't rem remember the timing. Time zone is different than where you are, maybe. So, check the time. And there is a button or a link they should create a button, but they just put a sentence at the bottom saying click here for entering. So they should create a button that is clear. Click here to enter with a big sign with red, etc. But yeah, so mainly uh, don't hesitate to go to this webinar to understand more about the situation. If you are uh, selling your device in Saudi Arabia or if you are located in Saudi Arabia and you know, want to hear more about how SFDA is handling this kind of situation. Okay, South Africa now. Safra is issuing a guideline on questions and answers for licensing of medical device establishments. So mainly this is for companies that wants to register their products in, uh, in South, uh, South Africa. Uh, did I say, yeah, South Africa. Yeah, great. So Safra. So uh, don't uh, hesitate to check this document, which is giving you question and answers, mainly how to do this, when to do this, how to do that, who should do that, etc. etc. So um, if you are planning to go to South Africa, then this document will give you some hints about what you need, how you can do that. It's not only for manufacturers, it's also for distributors, um, importators, etc. Authorized representative, it's mentioned there also. So this is a document that can help you to understand the situation in South Africa, which is great because I had myself or one of my clients some of those questions and now I'm good. I'm happy to have those answers directly uh, coming from the uh, authority in South Africa. Now we have an announcement from co-announcement from Brazil and Argentina. So Anmat in Argentina and Anvisa in Brazil where they will be has signed, they have signed a mutual recognition agreement for the products for medical devices for both countries. So mainly this is a mutual recognition agreement on the certificates of medical devices. It says inside something like certificates of free sales and class uh, some classes of products. So check again the announcement but apparently if your product is coming from a certain country, it can be easily sold in another one because of, of this uh, agreement. It's like a Switzerland and Europe. So many, this is the kind of, of thing that it, it can happen there. So don't hesitate to check. So if you are planning, if you are in Brazil and plan to sell to Argentina, then you see that it will be easier. And if you are in Argentina and trying to sell to Brazil, it's the same. So don't hesitate to check that. It can help you for your business. Okay, so we have uh, some uh, updates again on our tool, Smart Eyes on so EQMS. So we are 
working with uh, SQ Technologies to develop uh, AQMS called SmartEye. And now we have just released a new update in terms of supplier management, uh, mainly evaluation of supplier, recording, evaluation, check, uh, etc. of suppliers. So this is important for you to understand that when you have a supplier, you have to first evaluate the supplier before, I mean, select the supplier, then evaluate the supplier if it's a critical supplier or not critical, then have a regular update about this evaluation or regular check, etc. So we have put all those processes not just documents, processes inside SmartEye, which means that you will be alerted when the time is coming to re-evaluate. You'll get all the information about the scores and everything. So if you ask for an approved supplier list, you click on a button and you get your approved supplier list directly. So the idea is mainly for you to uh, be able to manage your suppliers directly inside the EQMS or SmartEye. So don't hesitate to ask for a demo uh, on uh, at the link Smart. The I, um, so dot io. Uh, go on the show notes and you click on the do on the link, so it will be easier for you. So thank you for that. So we had a podcast uh, episodes uh, last month, uh, three of them. So the first one is how to certify a calculator, a risk score software for medical devices. This is, this is a podcast that was uh, recorded with uh, Cesar Magri from Four Better Devices. So he explains to us. Uh, if we should consider those calculators like uh, probability of getting osteoporosis or probability of getting a sepsis for patients, etc. So are those medical devices, are those class 1, class 2A, how to consider those devices, etc. and how to certify them also. So if you want to understand that, go to the uh, podcast episode for, for that. Then we have how to, how to find a predicate device for your 510k submission with Beard Keller from IMT. Uh, so mainly, if you are trying to sell your device in the US, you maybe will you'll have maybe to go through a 510k. And if you go through a 510k, then you have to find a predicate device for your 510k. And this is mainly the 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 uh, what uh, Beat will be trying to share with uh, with us about how to do that. What is the best method? Also some vocabulary um, to, yeah, to um, make you understand because predicate device, what does it mean? Is it the same as similar device, as equivalent device, as reference device, etc. So there are a lot of wording that are used. So the objective is mainly for you to understand that. So don't hesitate to check that also. And last one is what is the situation regarding digitalization in the medtech industry? And here we mainly talk with, um, uh, I, so I was part of the Medics Day in uh, September, if I remember, or October. Uh, and this was a great session where there was a lot of people talking about digitalization. So at which age are we? So paper age, internet age, uh, inter uh, artificial intelligence age. So what is exactly the age we are now? And mainly, what is the situation for the medtech uh, industry? So I was moderating a panel discussion where we had five uh, guests there. And the idea is mainly to uh, ask them questions about the situation, how to improve, how to also make your management uh, buy those kind of processes, because we talk here about processes like the EQMS I talked to you about SmartEye, so mainly processes that uh, can be then uh, helping your company to uh, get better. Artificial intelligence also, we mentioned that, so is it a threat or, or not? Uh, is just uh, feeling a star like for the 510k, like also consider as digitalization. So there are a lot of questions like that. So don't hesitate to check that inside uh, the show notes.
Okay, it was really a pleasure to have this session with you. Don't hesitate to contact me if you have any questions. If you have also projects that you want uh, Easy Medical Device to work on, so don't hesitate also to contact me at info, I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com. So easymedicaldevice.com, we can be your consultant, we can be your authorized representative, we can also be your importer, uh, and you can also uh, make the trainings of your companies. And we have, as I said, a lot of projects with uh, AQMS, with SmartEye also. So don't hesitate to contact me if you have any of these needs or if you have a future project that will come don't hesitate to consult uh, our our team about that okay it was really a pleasure thank you very much and i wish you a nice day thanks for listening so if you like this episode please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it and also don't forget to share it with your colleagues thank you very much